Marcus. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. The small southeast Alaska village of Cake spent most of Tuesday morning on lockdown following reports of an armed man firing shots around the Kupernoff Island community. As Coast Alaska's Jacob Resnick reports, Alaska state troopers flew in several hours later and made an arrest at the airport. Cake has no police department to respond to crimes in progress. City officials referred questions to Joel Jackson, tribal president for the organized village of Cake. He says he had a very tense morning. Well, it started with a breaking at our grade school, and then uh, there was some gunfire up in our housing project. And Sorry, my voice is so hoarse, but uh, you know, I've been up all night. So, Alaska state troopers say they received a report of a broken window at Cake School shortly before 4 a.m. About 45 minutes later, they had a call that a man had entered someone's home without permission, The intruder had left, but shortly afterward, the caller heard four gunshots. As the town began to wake up, reports began to fly around the community that it wasn't safe to go outdoors. Katie Anderson is a teacher's aide at Cake School. She says she arrived at work to find broken glass, went home, and saw reports of an active shooter online. The store, the grocery store is shut down. The school is shut down. And uh, the clinic, the Cake Clinic is shut down. And everybody's been told to stay home and lock their doors. According to a timeline provided by troopers, another call came in shortly after 9 a.m., providing additional details of an armed man in the town. Troopers departed for Cake afterward. By 11 a.m., it was all over. Jackson says the suspect was arrested at Cake's airport without incident. Troopers landed. Uh, He was taken into custody up there, so uh, he's out of here. Authorities ID'd the alleged shooter as Keith Nelson, a 48-year-old resident of Cake. He faces a number of criminal charges, and troopers say they're still investigating the morning's events. But Department of Public Safety spokesman Austin McDaniel says initial reports are that no one was harmed. At this time, we are not aware of any injuries, and based on initial information, we do not believe the individual... Um, was threatening any individual person. Cake has no armed law enforcement presence in a community of 500 people. That's a problem, the tribe's president says, because there are long gaps without anyone to respond to public safety emergencies. It'd be nice if we had law enforcement in our small village. where We got uh, two VPSOs supposed to arrive today for two weeks, and then they're gone for two weeks. So we have nothing. I'm basically... Uh, answer calls because people don't know who to call. Jackson adds there hasn't been any reported gun violence in quite some time, and he says unarmed village public safety officers aren't equipped to respond to active shooters. This incident has already rekindled discussions about a lack of law enforcement in remote communities like Cake. Anderson, who has lived there for five years, says there are incidents that don't get the attention they should because there's no police. This is, this is concerning enough, I think, that other communities should know about it. Because we do, need, we do need law and order out here in the town. Authorities have released little information about the suspect, a possible motive, or the type of weapon involved. He's currently at the Lemon Creek Correctional Center in Juneau, awaiting his first day in court. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Jacob Resnick. Three more positive coronavirus cases were reported in Sitka on Monday, according to data from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. 
Sitka's seven-day case rate now stands at 17, keeping the city in high COVID alert. Sitka will drop to moderate when fewer than nine cases are reported in a seven-day period. To date, Sitka has reported a total of 1,206 cases, 24 hospitalizations, and five deaths. Author Amy Butcher's book Mother Trucker was published on November 1st. The memoir tells the story of Butcher's road trip down one of America's deadliest roads. KCW's Catherine Rose spoke with Butcher about the book and her friendship with the late ice road trucker Joy Wiebe. It's the spring of 2018, and writer Amy Butcher is riding shotgun in Joy Wiebe's truck. Amy's filming out the window from her phone. The road in front of them is dusted white with snow, and mountains in the rearview mirror are likely closer than they appear. Yeah, it's like postcard gorgeous. Butcher has a few videos like this from three years ago, when she got the ride of her life up Alaska's infamous Dalton Highway, the narrow, lonely 400-something mile road that truckers traverse to haul supplies and oil between Fairbanks and Dead Horse. Butcher penned her trip into the newly published memoir, Mother Trucker. Butcher has taught writing at the Sitka Fine Arts Camp for the last 10 summers. I began to use that particular trip each June and July to springboard and, and, you know, go off after camp ended and my teaching contract ended to other parts of Alaska. In that process, I became really fascinated with Northern Alaska. Butcher says she was particularly interested in women's stories and what it means to be a strong woman in America. And that's when she stumbled across the Instagram account of Joy Wiebe. Her Instagram handle was Alaska Mother Trucker because her trucking handle that her her son uh, helped give her was Mother Trucker. And basically what I learned was that she was the only female big rig driver on the James W. Dalton Highway. Butcher says that while there are countless women working in the industry, Joy was the only one driving an 18-wheeler hauling a fuel tanker on the dangerous highway, a job she did for 13 years. She reached out to Weeby on Instagram, not expecting much in response. Instead, she got an invitation to take a ride. Joy was, to everyone that I I have spoken with, um, remarkably generous and open-minded. And I remember she sort of laughed. And then she said, sure, come on up. So two weeks later, actually, um, I flew up to Fairbanks, met her in a hotel parking lot, and I went to church with her. Weeby told Butcher the journey would take around 15 hours if the weather was good. She was suffering from an injury, and her doctor hadn't cleared her to drive her big rig yet, so they hit the highway in her pickup truck instead. It's a slow drive. The road is considered one of the deadliest, most isolated in America, and it's about 75% gravel. Butcher says that was part of the draw for her as a writer. I'm thinking, why in the world would you do this? Why would you subject yourself to this sort of outrageous danger two to three times a week? Um, And the fact that she was the only woman to be doing this, I mean, all the more. She was incredibly petite, um, you know, thin, short, uh, small in stature. Uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, that the job is so physically demanding, not only because you're, you're sitting for long stretches of time, but you're responsible for tying down the loads and, you know, um, maneuvering the snow tires and, and everything else, you know, putting chains on the tires. Butcher spent hours and hours in the cab with Weeby. With nothing to do but drive and talk, she learned that the two women had more in common than she anticipated. 
She was an Alaskan trucker and a mom and a wife and a friend um, and a devout, you know, Seventh-day Adventist. And I, when I started, I, I couldn't see anything that I might have to contribute. What came of our conversations in the truck, however, was that Joy um, had been a victim of domestic violence and intimate partner violence um, in both her first and her second marriage. Back home in Ohio, Butcher had been privately struggling with an abusive relationship. My partner's behavior was escalating in ways that really frightened me, and I, I didn't know what to do. And unfortunately, that was something that Joy had ample experience with. For Weeby, the truck was a lifeline, a financial security net should she need to leave an abusive marriage. You know, she said, people see me and, and they see that I'm a strong woman and I, you know, I handle my own with this truck and elsewhere, but there are things that made me the way that I am. And she was speaking specifically to these relationships, which again, she wanted these to be a part of the book because for her, she said, you know, I'm not all strength and there's also reasons I have to be strong. It's an intimate experience sharing the cab of a truck for that many hours, and the two became fast friends. Butcher left the Dalton Highway and the cab of Weeby's pickup truck with the intention to come back several months later to do a ride-along in the 18-wheeler. But a month before her return trip, Weeby died in a trucking accident. It really is hard to talk about how close I got to her over the span of a week. I know it sounds insane, but to spend that much intimate time with someone and to have these really intense conversations and also to be traveling this landscape that is so deadly that so many people do die on. Um, I think you're just really aware of the precarity of life and the conversations that we were having too were, were just a constant reminder of, of how fragile everything is. Butcher says from the moment she reached out on Instagram, Weeby believed God brought them together, which was always a little hard for Butcher to grok as an atheist. I owe her everything. I owe her everything because she really strongly believed that, you know, I was meant to tell this story. And ultimately, I feel that what she told me and the way in which she could tell me very frankly you know, this from experience, this doesn't get better. I mean, she, I, I strongly believe she, she saved my life. Um, so it has been, it's been really cathartic. It's been very strange. I think, especially for someone who identifies predominantly as an atheist um, or as an agnostic to have someone tell you this and to, to feel very strangely that there, there was something to me, there was something there that happened that I don't know how to explain. Um, and the book is, I think, largely sort of proof of that. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Amy Butcher's book, Mother Trucker, was published on November 1st. And taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka today, it'll be mostly cloudy with rain likely this morning, then chance of rain in the afternoon, highs in the mid-40s and southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, colder, partly cloudy, with slight chance of rain this evening, lows 33 to 39, and light winds becoming northeast around 10 miles an hour late. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.